With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Gamer Heroes. I'm Derek. And I'm your other host, John. What's up? Hey, man. Hey. Um, so we're back for another episode. This is episode 16, I believe. Uh, recorded on May 3rd, released on May 5th. That's right. So by the time other Cinco people... de Mayo, guys. Cinco, Cinco de Mayo. Mayo. <laughs> That's true. Uh, happy Cinco de Mayo to anybody who celebrates. <laughs> and uh, what's interesting is when this releases, you and I will have already seen Guardians of the Galaxy, volume two. Yeah, yeah. So... Hope that's good. <laughs> I, I don't hope. I know it will be good. There, the reviews are awesome, um, and I mean it's always a good time with the Guardians cast. We yeah, Chris yeah, Pratt's it should, hilarious. It be a lot of fun. They already talked about how the third one's been greenlit and they're already working on the script, but it takes place after Avengers Four. Right, that'd be a long time. So now. it's a while. Yeah, yeah it's going to be way off. Yeah, but it's a way. I mean, that's cool. Yeah, that's, that's great. Cool. Yeah, um, I'll take it. So we just got done streaming a bunch of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. And it's awesome. So we will talk about that. That's our main topic yeah. today. But uh, let's let's hit up some news action first. Um, talk to me about Gears of War. So um, <clears throat> in case anybody has been following or not, um, Universal Pictures has announced that they are wanting to do a Gears of War movie, which is quite exciting. In fact, today they actually tapped uh, Shane Salerno, who is the screenplay writer of um, the Avatar 2 movie. That's James Cameron's Avatar movie that will be releasing <clears throat> sometime next year in 2018. Sure. I mean, I'll believe it when I see it. But... <laughs> <laughs> he also adapted the screenplay for uh, Michael Bay's Armageddon. Oh, really? Um, yeah. I liked so, Armageddon. That was before Michael Bay went insane. Exactly. So, that was like when he had it, like, the cast wasn't the only thing carrying the movie. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, he's actually been tapped in the shoulder to to do, to do the, to adapt the screenplay. Um, so far, so, so far looking good. I mean, they've definitely confirmed that the movie's going to happen. They've actually even given a, a date that they're shooting for. Okay. Um, 2019? Actually, 2018. They're going to start no filming way. in 2018 is what they're oh, shooting they start filming for. in 2018. Filming, oh, okay. filming, so yeah. The release date probably in 2019. Okay. Um, but is there any, like, synopsis or time frame? Like, is this, like, an Emergence Day movie? Is it a Gears of War 1 movie? What are we talking? Well, it, I mean, it just, just says it's going to be adapted to the Gears of War franchise. It doesn't really give us any details as to what the who the character who the main characters will be or, or who's going to even produce it right now. I think um, it would be tough to do a Gears of War movie focused on Phoenix because, I mean, that, that character's had a lot of cinematic time in the games and you're going to have a hard time casting that character. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I guess you know I don't I don't know what the actual voice actor looks like. So it, it actually kind of scares me because of how terribly Assassin's Creed was. Mm. Um, I worry that they're going to focus too much on the action and not the story. But I have some faith in um, Shane. I yeah. think he's a solid screenplay writer. Like I said, he he had <clears throat> he adapted Armageddon. Armageddon is a great film. It's got good jokes, and it's about the characters. It's not necessarily about what's happening. So, But when you talk about video game movies, other than Warcraft, which I really loved, what other great movies came out of video games? And the first Tomb Raider was pretty solid, um, in my opinion. Yeah. The casting was spot on. The casting was good. I mean, Angelina Jolie was, was a great choice. The, the first Resident Evil movie was, um, right. was a little sidebarred, but the concept was there, and it was okay. It was actually entertaining. I liked it. <laughs> I like the first two Resident yeah, Evil movies, yeah. but I know that they have next to nothing to do with the games. Right. So. <laughs> they sidetracked pretty hard, but um, uh, other than that, I mean, what's really close to any video games? I'm Nothing that's coming to, to yeah. my mind, but I'm sure there's something out there that I'm missing. I mean, we'll see. I mean, there, there were talks of doing a, a Halo, like, actual, like, theater release movie. There's been a... You know, the digital releases. But... Oh, Forward on to Dawn yeah. was really good little mini series. It was, yeah, it was really good. Um, but I think you know they, there were there were talks about doing something that focused on Master Chief and Cortana, and I think that that would have been cool to see on the big screen. But I figured you know that it's it's difficult to replicate it because if you play all the Halo games other than ODST, you've been following Master Chief and Cortana, and you know their voices, you know their personalities fairly well. Um, so for Gears of War, you know, you've got five games, uh, four of which, um, you know, well, three Phoenix is the main guy, mm -hmm. right? I don't want to spoil anything about Gears of War four. So I'll, I'll, you know, he's in it, but you know, <laughs> you don't play as him. That's in the synopsis. You don't actually play as him. Um, and then, uh, judgment is a, a prequel and you, pl you play primarily as Baird. See, so. I, fe I feel like the, the only way to make that one successful is to, in my opinion, in my opinion, is to kind of go your own way. Um, have the characters do a cameo, but go go off on different characters. I think that's the best way to make it happen. The reason uh, Assassin's Creed failed, in my opinion, was because they try to do a memorable character. And, and Michael Fassbender is a great actor. Yeah. But he doesn't do the, the character justice. That's so. a shame. I mean, one thing, I think it would be really cool if they did basically all mocap. And made it CGI, so it was basically because the cutscenes and the graphics in Gears Four are really outstanding. And so, if you could have that quality, but for two hours, um, then you could use any characters you want because it's CGI. And yeah, you, you know, you just and need the, the voice, voice actors. actors. Yeah, um, you don't have to worry about them actually physically being on screen. And so, that could be a lot of fun because you could start from the beginning and do Emergence Day and have Baird and, and Coltrane and, and then move on to, to Gears 1 and things like that. So. We don't know. It, I mean, it doesn't even say, just says you know, uh, Universal Pictures yeah. will be heading it. So it could be, it could very well be a CG, kind of like Final Fantasy's game right. uh, movie, yeah. which was actually good. And I mean, Warcraft has a lot of CG Warcraft elements was, in yeah. it. Um, there's humans too, of course, but there's a lot of CGI yeah. in, in Warcraft. So. They're orcs. It's yeah, a, it's a lot different than, uh, than an actual human character. Yeah, but. that's true. <laughs> but I mean, you know, there's a. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a you know, it's all in the future. It's an alien world. They're, yeah, you know, they're fighting, um, you know, the grubs, and it's just um, the locusts, and later on the lambent, and 
it could be done really cool. It could also not. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, <laughs> with, like with Halo, like you have an out. You can get the guy who did the voice of Master Chief because he's wearing a helmet the whole time. You totally could, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Do like, like a V for Vendetta. And, yeah, yeah. Y- exactly. You can have a guy just moving his hands around while you have the awesome Hugo Weaving saying <laughs> all these awesome lines. But That's true. Yeah. Like, but Gears doesn't get Gears that. Gears does not get that luxury. Only the Locust would be really yeah. cool to see. Um I want to see that in practical effects. I think that would be really cool. I can't imagine they're going well, to they do did, that. They did Crocodile, um, what's his name, Killer Croc, Killer Croc. from Suicide so Squad, one, who's the closest you get to a Locust. That's it. It's, it's one character in a DC movie backed by Warner Brothers with Will Smith and Margot Robbie. Universal Pictures. They've yeah. done the Fast and Furious, which has made billions of dollars. True, but this is, this is I expect us to get a budget similar to Warcraft. Maybe more, like probably more than Warcraft, yeah. but not a lot more than Warcraft. Because, you know, it's still a video game movie and those have not seen a lot of success. Right. Uh, Warcraft was very successful overseas, especially in China, but not here. And um, seeing that in practical effects would be incredibly difficult. It would be something kind of like, from a technical standpoint, I'm not talking, of course, about the epic quality or anything. But from a technical standpoint, similar to the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yeah, you know, where you had the the yeah, orcs, yeah. the orakai, and all that, and, and the budget was insane for yeah. that. I and mean, it's not going to get a budget like that. It's no. not going to get a cast like that. Um, and so that's what you need to pull that off. That's why the Lord of the Rings movies look so good today. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you can watch it in blue. Well, minus the Hobbit. <laughs> I'm not talking about the Hobbit. I'm talking I know, about Lord I know. of the Rings. I, uh, yeah, actually, it's funny that the the Lord of the Rings, which is ten years older. <laughs> It's still better, better. Than the yeah. Because there's a ton of practical, practical effects, effects. Yeah, you know, and that holds up better over it does. time. You know, you it look at does. like the original Hellboy, for example. You know, practical effects Best. hold up. Yeah, because it was there. It was real. <laughs> so, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. But what else we got in the news? We can talk all day. About yeah, we can. More. So <laughs> we're gonna switch gears. Uh, Literally <laughs> to uh, to the Switch to the Nintendo Switch. Um, so there's a fun game coming out. Uh, on May 9th, so just a few days after the podcast release, and it's called NBA Playgrounds, which I guess means they lost the rights to NBA Jam. Because <laughs> uh, it looks exactly <laughs> like it. Uh, which is why I just want, I just, I, I only request one thing. You better make the, the basketball rim blow up with fireworks <laughs> at the end of the match when you dunk it. So I want to read, this is from the actual Nintendo website uh, for the game, and this is the description for up your game (laughs) classic nba arcade action is back take your a game to the playground and beat the best in high-flying two-on-two basketball action um and it it goes on from there of course but this is this is really looks like a lot of fun it's very cartoony graphics very caricature huge heads but these are like main guys i mean there's a screenshot here. It looks like that's you know LeBron James, and there's Allen Iverson. Yeah. And, um, it looks like there may even be some more uh, historic classic. Oh, Jordan would be awesome. Guys, uh, I don't see anything for Jordan specifically, but I thought I saw a, co- a couple guys who might have been uh, maybe from the I'll 90s take or something. But <laughs> it looks really fun, and it's only 19.99 USD. Twenty bucks. So you know, uh, if it's as entertaining as Fast RMX, twenty bucks is a great deal for something like that. 
So I think you and I are going to have to be... <laughs> we'll be streaming that one. That, yeah. <laughs> but it's two on two, so you know maybe we can you know, be on a team against the, the CPU or something. Yeah, yeah. Know, After we learn how to play. <laughs> <laughs> so that looks really fun. Not so, having a Bomber R, man. Uh, bomber Man R, super... <laughs> super Bomber Man R. <laughs> Thank was, you. Yeah. Uh, which I'm still playing through. I, I haven't had a chance to finish that yet with Planet Comic Con last weekend. Um, by the way, if you want to know more about Planet Comic Con, check out episode 67 of Screen Heroes and stay tuned for more stuff at heroespodcast.com. We've got some wrap up. Cosplay galleries are up on facebook.com slash heroespodcasts. And Costume Couture did some cosplay interviews. So those will be coming out next week throughout the week. Uh, but yeah, so this is a sports arcade game. Um, I'm by... loving it. I, I would love to play it. It's been a while. Here's my thing. If it's not realistic, it's going to be fun. Like, realistic racing, let's be honest, is cool, but... I do like the Forza The novelty games, runs away. I enjoy the Forza Do you not games. have more fun playing Mario Kart than you do? I... I... Well, it's a different kind of fun. The trick is that I have more people who want to play Mario Kart, and it's more fun playing those games with other people. For sure. Right? And Fours is one of those games where you can only play online with people, and that's a little bit harder to... to... Much more competitive, huh? Well, it is a lot more competitive, but even when I had friends who did play it back when the Xbox One first came out, um, that died off when other games came out. And Mario Kart's one of those that people keep coming back to. Because it's so fun. Um, so I'm, I'm reading a little bit more into this, and it actually says, collect your favorite players from a massive roster of current and retired NBA superstars from every team. So we Jordan's could Jordan's going to be one of them. Maybe. It has to be. Uh, he might be. Larry yeah. Bird maybe, from the 70s? Maybe, maybe maybe all the guys from Space Jam will be DLC. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> including, including Bill Murray. <laughs> yeah. Yes. How cool would it be if they actually got a deal with that and you could get, oh, like, Space, right. the actual Looney Tunes? Yeah, you could actually have DLC. Bugs, you know, yeah, yeah. How cool would that be? I mean, that would be amazing. Uh, I'm not gonna hold my breath, but it'd be awesome. I think that'd be great. I think if they can't do that, they should bring in Nintendo characters: Mario versus Alan Iverson, well, or Princess Peach versus LeBron James. <laughs> you know, step your A game up. No, it's it's just funny though because like in my head, it's like you know, the, Mario does a lot of sports games. He does, he does tennis. He does soccer. He does. But, he hasn't done football, but he doesn't hasn't done basketball either. That's true. Why yeah. is that? I don't know. I mean, because FIFA is one of the most successful next to Madden as the most successful. Uh, it might be a development thing, you know. Um, it could also be that you know f- football is a little more aggressive of a sport. Nintendo tries to be very family friendly. So I mean, I I would beg to differ because I think FIFA soccer can get pretty rough. But I know you're right. You're I not mean, trying to I'm tear not, someone's head I'm not, off. I'm not saying that soccer <laughs> or, you know, football as it's known everywhere but the United States is not a rough sport. It's obviously a rough sport, but the I, the the name of the game is not to hit the other players as hard <laughs> yeah, as you can. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> take that. I'll t- I can take that. Yeah. Um, all right. So now we're going to we're going to switch gears. I can't get out of saying it now. I'm like stuck in it. I'm not doing that on purpose. I apologize. <laughs> but we are going to talk about Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. For the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know, this is essentially a updated um, deluxe version of Mario Kart 8 for the Wii U. Um, it comes with all of the cups um, already available. It comes with all the characters already available. You still have to unlock the various vehicle components, which I'm fine with because I still like that I have you know things to unlock. I didn't want the game beat for Right, me, exactly. You know, Um but uh, there's some important stuff about it. One of the really, really big things is that Mario Kart 8 for the Wii U had easily 
the worst battle mode of any of the Mario Kart games. Um, it was on normal tracks, and you were trying to like kind of fight each other, but it was on the normal tracks, and so, so you're racing but fighting. You're like, racing but fighting, but it's not tracking the racing. Right. It's just like one on one, or you know, maybe there's four of you, but that's like it. That's terrible. Uh, really not good. And that was really disappointing. So for this one, they completely revamped battle battle mode. Uh, there's multiple different game styles to play, and we're going to talk about those. Um, but one good thing about it is that you can farm coins, essentially, hmm. in one of the battle modes. Um, and why you might do that is in order to unlock the vehicle parts, you need to get coins in the game. Um, so this is not a real money thing. And when you're racing, you can get 10 coins per race. Uh, so it's kind of slow because everything unlocks uh, every 50 coins. Right. Until you get past 500. I think it's 550. And then you have to get 100 coins to unlock the next thing and so forth. So it's a lot of coins. It's a lot of coins, right? I mean, 550 That's like, is... uh, I mean, we're talking like four four Grand Prix. Well, so if you get to 550 before the, the next tier, that means <laughs> that you raced a minimum of 55 races. Right. Assuming that you got maxed out at 10 coins yeah. in each race. Every time, which is right? not very easy to do. Right. So you're probably talking 70, 80 races. That's insane. Uh, for the average player. And so that's a lot. But there is a battle mode uh, that is about coin collection. I'm drawing a blank on the name of the mode. Do you remember? I don't. Okay. Well, the whole point is I don't is think to we played coins. that one today. We did, we did not. Yeah. Oh, it's called Coin Runner. Coin Runner. Cool. So you're just collecting coins, and that counts towards yeah. unlocking stuff. So some guys over at Polygon have uh, figured out that you can kind of use the game's assist features to just farm coins in that mode. So by default, turn assist and acceleration assist are turned on. Which is silly. It is silly. I like that it's there. <laughs> I appreciate that it's there for people who want to use those features. Enjoy uh, the game. Young kids, yeah. maybe older adults, people with disabilities. It's awesome. But to have it on at default is a little odd. Or to not have it as a more in-your-face option before you start a race is a little odd. Because you actually right. have to pause like at the beginning of a race and turn those features on or off. Um, and so in this case, for us, off. Um, so that's a little weird. I'm glad it's there. But uh, if you do use it and you use this coin runner mode and you pick you know a couple of different characters. that The example here uh, suggests that you use Luigi um, and that you, uh, you build them a, a specific way. And so, for example, they're saying, and I'm quoting this article here by uh, Jeff Ramos uh, from a couple days ago, and uh, it actually says, pick a medium weight character like Luigi, and then this is the most important part. Press the plus or minus button and make sure auto acceleration and auto steering are on. And so basically what that means is the Luigis will just go around the race and collect coins with each other. And so what's interesting about that is if you give them slightly different setups for like vehicles and tires, they'll drive at different speeds and turn at different radiuses. So they'll hit different coins at different times. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Because uh, the coins refresh. Yeah. And so I just thought that was just really interesting and a good way to unlock everything for people that maybe don't have the time to play on a regular basis or uh, maybe you're trying to unlock everything for your kids so they can have, you know, uh, my favorite vehicle, which is the teddy bear. It is car. the best. Uh, I have that I love now. That. I yeah. love that. Um, that and Rosalina's my main. I like Rosalina. She's the hottest so, character. She's, I, 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 <laughs> I she's think my he favorite has a thing character. For... No, no, I, she, she's considered a large character. 
And she, in my opinion, just has better acceleration and maneuverability than the other large Ooh. characters. And so I like having the extra weight because she can knock over the smaller characters right. without spinning out. Um, and I think she has the advantage of the other large characters. So she's my favorite. I played a lot of characters on the Wii U version. Um, I really love that game. The game. I mean, if you if you have a Wii U and you don't have Mario Kart Eight, go pick it up. I'm sure it's easy to find now that people are turning them in for the deluxe version. And if you have a Switch, uh, get Mario Kart Eight. You're, you're missing out. Like, <laughs> so let's go into it. So John, let's let's talk about our first impressions. We just got done. We did um, a couple different streams. We streamed two cups on Twitch, and then we streamed two battle modes on uh, Facebook. Facebook Live, yep. So twitch.tv slash heroes podcast and facebook.com slash heroes podcasts. Um, what did you think of the racing aspects when we did the cups? I love this game. I, I've played it over the weekend to get better at it. Um, I do I like it a lot. I I like the the graphics for one are just phenomenal. Number one. Um, number two, there's there's um the maps are like just really fun to race on. Like I, yeah. I don't know other other than, I mean it plays like every other Mario Kart game. It does. There's four well. buttons on the <laughs> like seriously it says there's four things you can do and like there's three buttons I can do each one of those things basically. So um, it and the focus is obviously playing the game and not how you play the game. Do you have a favorite track? Um, I really like the the space station Rainbow Road. So the, yeah, yeah, the really, Mario Kart really Rainbow cool. Road. Yeah, it's a beautiful track. It is awesome. It's just stunning. Um, it's really. I think from a visual perspective, my favorite is the uh, the High Rule. Uh, that one is really Zelda cool. Castle and with the, the Master Sword. Yeah, I was gonna say, and the fact that you can uh, uh, a ramp comes up and does the. Yeah, <laughs> and you can <laughs> jump it, and it's just hilarious. And and I talked about we talked about this a bit when we were actually racing, but all the coins are rupees. Rup- yeah, which is like just a tiny little detail that they didn't have route. to do. It's so fun because it's the only track that has those. Yeah, and so they had to go out of their way to develop a different, you know, it makes sense, animation though. object, <laughs> uh, different sprite or what have you for for the coins. And I just think that's really awesome. Yeah, that they were willing to do that. So that's probably my favorite of the new tracks. Um, I will say that I like a lot of the revamps of the old. Yeah, um, they have the Super Nintendo Rainbow Road as well, and it's it's interesting because you know if you go back and play the Super Nintendo Mario Kart, like the tracks are tiny, right? Because everything's five laps instead of three, and that Rainbow Road is so narrow, and there are no walls, and so you fall off <laughs> all the time. And this one still doesn't have any walls, but it's so wide. It's it's so much bigger that it feels a lot less treacherous, I think. Right, right. No, I mean it, it's true, and especially if you have the assists on, you yeah. never fall off the track. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I do like that. So the thwomps when they come down in the original, they just if they hit you, they would like either flatten you or electrocute you depending yeah. on yeah. how how you were hit. And in this one, they actually create waves on the track. Yeah, which make it harder to steer, harder to accelerate, You're, things like that. You know, yeah. Um, I like that. That's really fun. It's a fun little feature. Yeah. Well, like, uh, also I have another one I really like, uh, Bowser's Castle. Um, there's, which one? There's, uh, it's one of the earlier pre's and basically he, there's a giant fire Bowser and he's slamming the track. That is one of the coolest maps. (laughs) Yeah. No. And it's super cool. He hits the, he's switching sides 
and he's slamming the track, and the track is rippling. I love that one. That is a really cool stage. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, I know. I was like, and you're flying around him. Like sometimes you're, if you can get, if you go fast enough, you can hit a ramp and glide around him, mm-hmm. or you can be on the track where he's slamming it. It, it is it's a shame insane. It's a shame we're not filming this. You guys are missing all of John's like amazing <laughs> hand motions. Okay, okay, it's great. No, I'm talking I, I with my too. hands here. I do it too. I do it too. But like those are, you know, it's just fun. You guys can hear the emo- You can hear the motions. <laughs> <laughs> you can visualize them. But yeah, that that is a really like that's talking about details and slamming tracks and it, it rippling. That's yeah. That's one of the coolest maps. Well, it's great because they could have just made the tracks move like that on their yeah. own. But they didn't. They created something that does it. And the detail is really fun. It's, it's really, very nice. really fun. I mean, the I play Mario Kart N64 a lot. Um, I have been playing Mario Kart 7 for a year now. Oh, the DS? Game? Yeah, on the DS. And I like that one a lot. I'm, I'm just about done with the game. I've unlocked just about everything. Nice. Um, it's very, very fun, and that, that kind of stuff was not in there. I mean, there are some portions that do ripple, yeah. Um, but th- there was nothing causing it. Yeah, well, one thing you can get for uh, back on the virtual console is uh, Mario Kart Super Circuit, which is basically like the Game Boy Advanced yeah. enhanced edition of the Super Nintendo one. And they've got those maps in this uh, game. And they have some of those, because yeah. they, they are some classic maps, and it's awesome. Um, I like how it labels what maps are. If they're a classic yes. one, it says N64. It says SENS. Or like, GameCube. Yeah, it or tells whatever, you, yeah. which is really cool. But, I love that. but the new ones, it just doesn't have any yep. label on them. So it's like letting you know, hey, we, we took care of you guys. <laughs> if you want to play the classics, this is the ones you want to you want to pick. I would say my only complaint about the racing at all is that uh, you don't get trophies anymore. And that was the same with the Wii U version. Well, because all of the games had that type of system. They were all a little different, of course, but... You get a trophy at the very, very end. I mean, kind of. It's way more glorious. Is it? You're, you, he misses the the old uh, the champagne bottles. Well, that was just... I mean, that was in the If the you're original, a loser, but... you drive off sad and blow up. <laughs> I'm talking more about, like, you know, N64, Mario Kart 64... Um, where you, you go up to the castle, which was in the the royal uh, yep. the royal circuit and uh, royal raceway, and you know you guys pop up in one, two, and three. If you got fourth place, you're off to the side. You have the big puffer <laughs> fish, you know, and, and all that. And so, like, I just I don't know. I always liked those things because it was a little ridiculous, but it was Mario, and so I yeah. like that. Um, but you know, they, they added a bunch of new characters. There's uh, some of the Inklings from Splatoon that you can play as, which is really Link. cool. Uh, yeah, cool. Link Link was in the Wii U version. Um, he was some DLC right. that you could get for him. Um, Who's who would you? Who are the new characters for this game? I think I Switch. I think the Switch version is is the Inklings from from Splatoon. Oh, that's kind of disappointing. Um, well, but the thing is, is that if you had the Wii U version, you had to get the mm-hmm. DLC to get the Animal Crossing characters and to get Link. Yeah, there's an Animal um, Crossing. There's I, some Animal Crossing characters, right. right? Yeah. So as well as in order to, uh, you also needed DLC to get the different colored Yoshi's and Shy Guys. Uh, in the deluxe edition, you get all of that stuff. If right. if it was DLC, then it's just part of the game now. Right, right. And then they added in the Inklings. Uh, and one of the reasons they did that is in the battle mode, they added a map in battle mode from Splatoon. Which was actually really fun. Really fun. That was a it's very a great, cool map. Great map. That was a very fun map in the battle. So let's talk battle. Which was your favorite map in battle mode? I actually enjoyed the star, the star thief a lot. Okay, so... Because like, it's a little more tactical, like... 
you know, the balloon ones, you're driving around and you're kind of just, if I can hit them. But <laughs> right, the star stuff thief, flying around everywhere. The Star Thief is a very tactical game because you're like, well, I can head them off and you're trying, to, you have a goal that everyone is trying to trying to achieve and it's for me it's it's more it's more competitive and it's more targeted which i like a lot i definitely had the most fun playing that mode yeah um now we didn't try all the battle modes no, we just did two. no there's what three more left there's only five modes four or five modes yeah because yeah. we did the regular balloon mode yeah. and we did the, we did the, the coin thief. Runner. and there's still coin runner and then there's the bomb and then oh yeah there's also the piranha one right, i'm drawing a blank right. name um yeah, I, I think what I really liked about the uh, Shine Thief is that because you're only going after the one person who has the, the star at that moment, you're not as caught up in what's happening with you. Right, right. You know, you're not as nervous about getting hit because, yeah, getting hit means you spin out and maybe somebody else gets the star. Star, yeah. But you're not, like, instantly losing or something like that because when we – especially when we played the Splatoon track, I mean, so many characters got the star – that we kept like just like trying to pass the buck to keep, stay alive longer, yeah. You know to get that done. Um, yeah, that that's another dynamic I enjoy too. Is you're not, it's not so much uh, whoever has it the like. It's not so much like, I mean, you're tr although you're trying to steal it and hold it the longest to win the game, but there's also that dynamic that the computer is also trying to get you out too. Yeah. So we're all kind of like, I just feel like it's more targeted and. I will say being able to have the the computers part of battle mode because you can turn that off if you That's want to. That's super good. It's I great, love it. Isn't yeah. it? Because because in the original N sixty four you had to have four people if you wanted to play. Well, you can do two. Well, yeah, but, but what I mean is like, when is it actually fun beyond two? Well, but think back to the Super Nintendo. You 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 only had two. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember if it supported the uh, the the splitter or not for extra controllers. I don't controllers. think so. Uh, only I know Bomberman did. Only a few games did. Yeah. Um, but you know, but those tracks were a lot smaller, so it was a little different. But here, being able to have you know the twelve characters flying around these yeah. tracks and popping balloons or stealing the star or whatever, like it's just really fun. <laughs> it's fun. I I am I. I'm all about the the uh, shine thief, the star thief, whatever you want to call it. I, I am all about that one. Like I want to, I want to go home right now after this and go online and play that. <laughs> That's what I want to do. Have you have you played online? yet? I have not yet. Okay. Not, I've only been playing the pre's on my own because I want to get better at it. Sure. But yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, tonight was tonight was my first time playing the Switch <laughs> version, so I have not played online either. So and he played. By the way, he played with a pro controller. I did. And I played with the Joy Cons and in the grip, yeah. I can see, <clears throat> I can see where it would it would make sense to have a pro controller. It's a lot more comfortable. I mean, I will definitely. But tell there's you, only four buttons that do things so. in, in Mario Kart. But I will tell you that as a person now who who's played, I've played over 30 hours of Zelda, and I've played probably half of it with the Joy Cons, either in the grip or in table right. mode or in handheld mode, and I've probably play the other half with my pro controller and it is absolutely more comfortable mm -hmm. in the pro controller and that's not to say it's uncomfortable with the joy cons um but it's clear that the joy cons are serving multiple purposes you know they're designed to be held in two directions they're designed to be held on their own or in pairs right. or you know attached here or what have you whereas the pro controller is what it is it is a 
you know, it is a pro gamer styled controller. Obviously, if you're you know a pro gamer, I'm I'm sure you're you know the Xbox Elite controller that's got the customizable tabs and stuff, the uh, the under buttons as the guys on split screen like to call them. <laughs> uh, you know, that's you know that's that's a real pro controller. Like I'm not, you know, but they call yeah, this the pro controller. Yeah. Uh, it's just you know this is it's a standalone controller. Yeah, it's got some motion sensors in it, but it's really designed for you to sit down and play, just like an Xbox or a PlayStation or going back to the it game. Does, it serves that purpose stuff. Yeah. very well. And it, it's probably one of the most comfortable next to the PlayStation 4. To me, in my opinion, is the best controller they've designed recently. The DualShock 4 yes. is absolutely, from my perspective, the best PlayStation controller ever made. And it is the best controller I've used outside of maybe the GameCube controller. I really love the <laughs> GameCube controller. I don't even know why. It's hard, <laughs> it's hard to explain, but I love... <clears throat> The GameCube controller. I really, really do. No, the, the sticks layout is very nice. And I had a GameCube. And um, Derek will be picking up a GameCube here. So we're going to start playing right. some 007. We're going to be playing a bunch of crazy games. We'll have to break out Mario Kart Double Dash. Exactly. Which will be weird. I've it's never, very underrated. I, I haven't played that one in a really... Very underrated. Really long time. But. Um, yeah, we'll be playing that soon. But the trigger, I think, is the nicest part of that controller. The way the triggers are set up. Yeah, those are cool. But what I love about the Pro Controller for the Switch is the weight. Like the DualShock, yes. the DualShock's yeah. a little light. It feels very light in my that's hands. That's true. That's true. And that's not a problem. But the Pro Controller for the Switch has a substantial weight to it that makes it feel very solid. And I almost feel like I would prefer that in the DualShock. Like the DualShock's design, but a little bit more solid, I think would be more comfortable for me. And maybe I that's because. I split my game time, so I I play the with the Switch and the Xbox, and the DualShock is definitely the lightest of those three controllers. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I can see that. Like, for me, that doesn't matter. I, I'm all about ergonomics for yeah. me. I don't really care about weight. It's all about ergonomics. Fair enough. And that and speaking of ergonomics, that's why the uh, playing the Joy Cons and the pad is a little silly for me. Feels weird. In the on the tablet or in the what are you talking about? No, in the uh, what's the the grip? The grip. Yeah, oh, I, I, it feels a little weird. It's yeah. For me, I feel like it's too the hand grip, the bottom mm -hmm. portion of it is just not ergonomical for my fingers. So. Yeah, fair enough. In, at least in handhold mode, I've got you know I've, the spacing's I'm, a little exactly. bit more natural. Yeah, I yeah, agree I with can't that. really describe it, but that's for me what what matters the most. Yeah. Um, now, one thing I want to say about Battle Mode that I was super excited about was they brought back Battle Course 1 from Super the Mario very, Kart. very, very first square blocky one. Looks like a, <laughs> it looks like a kid, a kid Lego built a course on a Lego. Oh, pretty <laughs> much, yeah. So it's got like, you know, the, the inner circles of yeah. the squares, I guess, to create different lanes and levels. Yeah. And, um, I loved that track. And so seeing it back. In HD. In beautiful HD and, you know, yeah. remastered is really great. Uh, they brought back the feather item, which uh, the Wii U version had removed. I mean, so. really, I don't know what the deal is that you like about it so much because all it helps you do is really just jump and dodge things. Well, so in battle mode, it's not as useful. But but it is, though. If you are if you have the star and someone's shooting thing at you and you yeah. jump, like, that's very helpful. Of course. But, but in, some <laughs> in, the of the, race, in some of the races... Uh, there were hidden ways, short, that's fair. shortcuts, that's fair. that you could only get to. 
And I gotta go back and look at the tracks you ought to, to see yeah. if there's any old ones that will have an I advantage seen there. That. But like, yeah. one of the ghost houses in the Super Mario Kart on the SNES had that, where if you had the feather, you could cut off a nice chunk of the track. And interesting, you know, I always would try to do that if I got the feather. You know, um, just fun ways to to race outside of just like Forza, where you're just going on the track. You know? So, so did they? Um, I had noticed this. Just from the time I've been playing, I think they dropped the tail from Mortal or from Mortal Kombat from Mario Kart Seven. You the know tail. the, the uh, little little spinning tail. That oh you yeah, do that, the that was not in eight. That was yeah. Not. I wonder why they dropped that. I don't was was it only in seven? Because I don't I'm remember it being sure. in any of the others. I actually like that a lot because if you were ever close to somebody, you can keep spinning yeah. the tail around and, and knock them off of you. Yeah, I mean. I'm trying to remember if that's been in any of the other ones. I'm not remembering it. There's a couple new so. ones that are pretty cool. You can do what are those flower things that bite that are red and the white. piranha flower. You can do yeah. you, can, plants, you can have me. one of those mounted on your car and just it'll chomp in front of you, which is cool. Gives which you, is pretty cool. Gives you a little boost, you know. And there's that music box. Have you tried that yet? Yes, that is the best part. That thing's pretty cool. You can deflect anything except for blue shells. You can deflect no, anything. No, you can deflect. Oh, I've tried. I made my timing. Timing off. is very difficult, but it can. You be can done. deflect them. You can deflect um, people next to you. You can push them away. Mm -hmm. It is an awesome, awesome tool. One thing they got rid of in the deluxe version that was in the Wii U version was something called Crazy Eights. And what it was was it actually gave you eight items. I remember that that yeah. circled you, and then whichever one was like in front. At that, at the time you hit the button because they they orbit right, you right. would be the thing, that, the thing that you would fire. They had that in seven, and they got rid of it. Uh, I wonder why. in the deluxe version. Well, now they let you so, carry two items. They do, which and you can is do, great. And you can actually pick up. They actually stack the uh, question mark boxes on each other. So you can actually pick up two at the same time. It's super cool. Yeah, um, it's an enhancement on a feature that <laughs> existed prior to the Wii U version, uh, which I was really frustrated they got rid of because I I got used to racing a particular way. Yeah. You know, where I would always hold my banana peel or my shell behind yep, me yep. and then grab another item. And you couldn't do that in the Wii U version of 8. So to see that you can do that, and now it's even more enhanced. It's, it's even better. It's better. So you can hold them. <laughs> Technically, if you really, like, you can actually hold one item behind you, have one item restored, uh, stored and then grab another. So technically, you can hold on to three items at once. Really? Yeah, I've I mean, done it. Okay. Yeah, you uh, can try it. You can actually do it. Cool. So if you had a banana peel and you were holding it behind you, yeah, and you already had one picked up from your other second, you can actually pick up another. That's crazy. Yeah, that's a lot of items to be holding. <laughs> it is really clear to me that Nintendo has learned a ton from the Wii U and that version of Mario Kart Eight. And they've listened to people. I yeah. think they really oh, yeah. have. Um, you know, a lot of people got upset when they heard about this deluxe edition thinking that it's double dipping or something. And look, first off, only about 13 million people bought a Wii U. And that is a very low number. Okay, that's lower than the GameCube. It's barely right. higher than the Dreamcast. The Dreamcast was nine and change. Okay, to put that in some perspective, you know, you're talking the the Wii sold 100, over 100 million. Right. You know, so... We're talking like not even like... Barely ten percent. Like <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, they're estimating the Switch may sell eighteen million in the first you know year, year and it's a half. Insane. So it could pass it in eighteen months, right. right? So it's not really double dipping. But what's important here is that they took the game, they took the console, and they really listened to what people liked and didn't like, and they brought 
They brought back, they not only did they bring back battle mode, but they enhanced it with some really great other modes, some really great tracks. Yeah. Uh, they, you know, changed some item stuff. They, they changed some different gameplay features and did really any, everything I see that they did, it was really designed to make Mario Kart 8 a better game. And so if you had the first version on the Wii U, is it worth it to upgrade? As someone who did it, yeah, it's absolutely worth it to upgrade. I get to enjoy it so. <laughs> the first time this way. I don't have to buy it twice. It, it was one of the appeals for me to buying a Switch was to play Mario yeah. Kart 8. I'm sure that that's the case for a lot of people. The fact so. that I had to wait till May or uh, April is kind of frustrating, but I, I will say I'm very I'm happy with it. I'm very happy now that I have it now. Good. So I, I have been playing it all weekend <laughs> in my free time. It was a very busy weekend. We had Planet Comic Con here. Yeah. So I was exhausted, but I'd come home and at least race a little bit. <laughs> well, because you were a vendor, so you, yeah, uh, yeah. you were there. You were, it was hardcore for you, so I, I didn't It was play. real work. <laughs> All I did, the only gaming I played over the weekend at Planet was um, the Street Pass on my DS. Yeah. That was that was it. So, yeah. Um, so uh, that's, that's, I guess, about it then for let's, Mario Kart. Yeah, let's, I mean, so. I, we're, let's wrap it up, man. We're good to go. All right. Well, catch us, guys, every week. Uh, Wednesday nights, we're going to be streaming on Twitch and Facebook, so check us out there at Heroes Podcasts, and subscribe to us on iTunes, drop us a review, we're still doing our contest, so when we hit 10 reviews, we're going to give away a free game, uh, randomly, to somebody who gave us a review, it doesn't matter the review, it does not have to be 5 stars, good, bad, whatever, we, we want just reviews, we want your honest opinion, now don't slam us just to be funny, but if you have, you know, constructive criticism, we do want to hear it, so... Check us out, heroespodcasts.com. See you guys next week. Bye. Have a wonderful time. Nine. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.